Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Hi, this is Tim Venable of Cornet Global. Joining me for this edition of What's Next is Matt Wynn, Senior Director of Public Relations and Corporate Communications at HID Global. He's here to talk with us about corporate identity solutions that are enabling organizations to boost resiliency and adapt to each new normal through this chapter of near continuous adjustment that we've been in since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic almost two years ago now. So thanks very much for being here, Matt. Absolutely. Thanks, Tim. Pleasure to be here. If you would, as we get started, uh, just introduce yourself and HID Global a bit further. Yeah, absolutely. So hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Hope that 2022 is treating you well so far. Uh, Tim mentioned, my name is Matt Wynn. I'm the Senior Director of Corporate Communications and Public Relations at HID Global. Now, forget that long title. Just consider me kind of like a secure identity nerd who likes to spread the gospel of what those technologies can enable. So I've got the distinct pleasure of working at HID Global, who you may have heard of. We've actually just celebrated our 30th year in business going into 2021. And you probably know us for our access control solutions, but really we focus on all things identity, whether it's tracking assets, um, helping to validate networks, uh, government identity, RFID tags. So we've got quite the portfolio, but as Tim mentioned, excited today to talk about how some of these technologies can enable a safe return to work and really just kind of bringing things to the forefront and whatever this new normal may entail. Exactly. Okay, so here's my, my first question. Based on what you've seen among your customers in the commercial real estate industry, Matt, how do you think the pandemic has changed the workplace? Obviously, it has in some way. And, and do you think those changes are permanent? Yeah, great question. And at risk of stating the obvious, I'll probably go ahead and just start by stating the obvious on this question is that, yeah, the pandemic has absolutely changed the workplace and really everything that we consider about it. So if you think, I mean, the workplace, especially for those in more white collar jobs, so things like the finance industry, the tech industry, the services industry, the primary workplace is no longer the office. It's now become the home for remote workers for almost two years now. I mean, we're really almost at that two-year calendar mark, which I don't know about you, Tim, but it's a complete blur. I forget what day it is at this point sometimes. Me too. But that workplace is no longer what we consider it to be in the traditional form of that. So now that the, quote, home office has become that primary workplace for a lot of people, it brings with it a big shift in what expectations will be for employees if, and I make a big emphasis on the word if, they do return to the, quote, standard workplace, right? So I think there are a couple of things to keep in mind as we kind of look into that transition and what will this, again, however we want to define this new normal look like as it relates to how the pandemic has changed the workplace. There are a couple of key items that need to be addressed to help people reacclimate themselves to working in a physical environment. The first one is going to be around really demonstrating safety and sanitation measures in the workplace, right? And this seems kind of obvious, it seems kind of minor, but it really is a big deal. And this is just because, myself included, people have become a lot more cognizant over the past couple of years around a couple of things in one, how close they are to other individuals. The social distancing guidelines have really been just driven into our brains. And so it's gonna take a while for people to either adjust to that in a workplace environment maybe become more comfortable being around their colleagues. And on the other hand, also touching objects. 
So one example I think of personally is about three months ago, before we hit this latest wave of Omicron, I actually went back to the arcades for the first time. Big nerd, love pinballs, video mm -hmm. games, all that stuff. And I was actually shooting a basketball into, you know, the machine free throw, playing air hockey. And previously, I would have done that, you know, had a sip of my beer, maybe had a slice of pizza, not thought twice about it. But every single time I would touch a key on the arcade game or flick the stitch on the pinball machine or shoot that basketball, I would just think to myself, oh, gross, you know, I have touched It's built into us now. Exactly, exactly. And so being able to help people overcome that heightened sense of touch on everyday objects, whether it's coffee machines, their access control keypad readers, logging into a shared workstation, being able to help assuage some of those concerns by providing simple things like hand sanitizer, signs around the facility to make sure that you're washing your hands thoroughly, and just having all of those things in mind, it's going to be really important that workplaces and those who enable those, whether facilities teams, security teams, or CRE property owners who are really helping to manage that tenant experience, that they really focus on that. So again, at risk of stating the obvious, I think those are two key factors that are going to be really important in terms of how the workplace has changed in the short and immediate term as people slowly begin to return into the office at whatever stage we deem that to be safe. Now, I think there's also a much bigger picture here, and that is the longer term change. And to me, that's how the workplace is structured. And one of the biggest changes we're going to see is that, let's be real, not as many people are going to be coming back to the traditional workplace. A lot of people have really fallen in love with the flexibility offered by working remotely. And frankly, the employees are now demanding that from their employers. And so we're not gonna see as many people going back into the office. So that said to one, entice employees to come back if that is the way that the company decides to go. And secondly, to help make sure that people feel comfortable coming back into the office, organizations, especially on the commercial real estate side, property managers are going to have to really focus on providing a better workplace experience. You know, Now that we've all worked from home for two years, now, the allure of the workplace and going back is to really reconnect in person and collaborate with your colleagues. So what does that mean for like the workplace itself? Well, one, it means there's going to be a need for more inviting and collaborative spaces. So the days of the cube farm, it's just not as enticing as it used to be. So the functionality may need to shift a bit more as to where you've got more collaborative workspaces that, to my previous point, do allow for adequate social distancing to have that comfort level. How do you have warming type environments like lounge chairs and, you know, these amenities that people have gotten accustomed to at home so that you can have that collaborative environment? You make people feel at home while they're at work and really, really focus on that larger workplace experience as it comes to just atmosphere and how people are literally engaging in that physical workplace. And I think finally, a big shift that you're going to see longer term is from a technology perspective is that we will need to take a mobile first mindset as it relates to how we interact with the workplace and for property managers, owners, security teams, IT teams, how do you provide that type of more digital experience whenever people are going back to access buildings and facilities? So users have not used their plastic cards in a long time to badge into the office. They frankly probably don't want to anymore either. You know, they've become accustomed to not having to do that. And personally, even whenever I did go back to the office for the first time a couple months ago, I couldn't find my plastic badge for the first 
few minutes and finally it was in, in my glove compartment but I was able to pick it up. But that said, there's going to need to be a convergence of the different credentials into one form factor, namely that being the mobile device, which allows for employees, users, contractors, visitors to access various touch points in a facility frictionlessly with one single device. And it's not even the device that's going to be key. It's going to be the experience on the device. So we've been spoiled, again, whereas we may have a key to get into our car, a key to get into our house, a badge to get into the office, another badge to log onto the network and various passwords. People want to be able to do that through their mobile phone, but through one app in their mobile phone. And I'll touch more about that later, but this is really going to feed into a lot of integrations into kind of like a property app that can be used and offered by commercial real estate providers to their tenants to really maximize that employee experience in the workplace. So long-winded answer, Tim, my apologies. Do I think that these changes are going to be permanent? I do. I do. I think the expectations have been changed. I think that with this hybrid model really, really going to be a key player in the future of work being here and now, I think that a lot of these changes that were essentially forced upon us by COVID, I think they're here to stay. Okay, fantastic answer, actually. So thank you for that. And uh, so lots of changes already, more changes coming. And, and you've touched on this some already, I think, but what role would you say have access control technologies played in helping to navigate these changes? You, you've touched on that some already, but any other thoughts on that? Sure. You know, it's interesting because, again, as someone who is a big nerd in this and really likes talking to our end users and our partner organizations to figure out what role, if any, can access control play in this much bigger macro trend that you're seeing, you may not think about it at first, but there are some key elements that the access control technologies can help provide in enabling and navigating these challenges. So one, I'll hit on this pretty heavily, and that's going to be around mobile access. Uh, and the idea of mobile access is, again, instead of using your plastic card or physical badge to enter a workplace, you instead use your mobile device as a form factor to do that. Now, there are a couple of key benefits to that that's really gonna help people navigate these challenges both in the near term and in the long term. Now, in the near term, that does help reduce person to object interactions. So like I mentioned earlier, you don't necessarily have to physically dial into a keypad if that's one of the authentication mechanisms you use to enter a building. Instead, you can use your trusty mobile device of which you've got your hands on probably 20 hours a day, depending on what, uh, what you look like and, and what you like to do to get into that building instead. Another key piece of this too is that you're going to be able to reduce person-to-person -person interaction. I don't know about a lot of organizations, but I'll speak for HID. Well, when we do determine to come back to the office, especially at our Austin-based headquarters, we have hundreds of employees who have not been in the office in a long time. Our poor receptionist is going to have to work with lots and lots of people who, just like me, have not used their badge in a couple of years and have lost it. Well, a good way to get around that and to prevent a very crowded lobby and to prevent actual handoff of physical credentials is using mobile-based credentials of which you can provision and deprovision those through the cloud, deliver them through the mobile application, and hey, new hires who may have come on over the past year and a half, well, they can simply access the building with all the rights they need without having to stop in that crowded reception area and having a more streamlined user experience in that regard. So I think that mobile access has been really critical, especially in the short term, uh, as people come back into the office and for those who have stayed in the office and reducing those person to object touch points and also reducing those person to person touch points.
I think another interesting thing that you may have seen is kind of like a smaller benefit from access control systems is if you do have tighter requirements around who can access your facilities during the time of the pandemic, well, you have the access control logs where you can see who has entered what portion of the facility and when. And so security teams can really keep an eye out and make sure, hey, if we have capacity, let's say we can only have 50 people in this space at a time, you can use your access control logs to kind of measure and see what that volume looks like. Hey, and are there any repeat offenders who are not informing the team when they're coming in? So again, smaller benefit, but something that I think is important, especially for some smaller organizations. One thing I also want to kind of touch on too, and you, you look at access technologies from more of a physical perspective a lot of the time. So who has access to this door, this room, this building? But as we have been working remotely, and as we have the new hybrid model in place, that physical security perimeter expands into the ether. And that includes my home office, Tim, your home office, coffee shops, uh, bars for some people who are working uh, with a beer in their hand. That all has to make sure that you have the protocols and the authentication measures in place from a network and logical access so that you don't have all of these vulnerability points because you don't have everyone reporting into an office and logging to the network through that office location, right? So multi-factor authentication, the approach to a zero trust model, those are also going to be things that have really kind of helped navigate network security and will be absolutely paramount in importance as we adjust to, again, whatever this new normal may be. And one other thing I wanted to point out too, which I think is, again, a nerd, I think this is pretty cool. And that is as it relates to beacon and Bluetooth enabled technology as it relates to location tracking. So there is a solution and it's out there across the gamut of a wide variety of industries and it's known as like location services technology. And ultimately what this does is you can use any type of Bluetooth enabled device. In this situation, you could use your traditional access control card or your mobile device. Hopefully there's a little bit of a beacon that's used on that. And it allows users of the technology to see in real time where individuals are within a building. So normally this has been used for asset tracking, for example, especially in healthcare facilities. See, where is this hospital bed? Where is this uh, in, in the facility? That then evolved to include and it sounds bad, but tagging people anonymously to see where they are in that building. That was namely used to see, okay, when is the cafeteria being used? All right, it's most heavily used from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Let's throttle the HVAC systems to kind of be at a warmer temperature during off hours, cool, and just really kind of optimize the building. Now, necessity being the mother of all invention, going into pandemic time for essential workers who were required to still be in that building, you, we were able to essentially adjust some of the technology to enforce social distancing. So for example, if two employees came closer than six feet together, there would set off an alarm, right? Or an alert would go through to help them manage. I think more importantly, though, there was also contact tracing capabilities in place too, so that if someone did come back with a positive test, as opposed to going through very manual processes of interviewing individuals, seeing who did they contact and doing it quote, the old fashioned way, there were logs available through that location services technology to help navigate, especially during heightened peaks of the COVID wave. So lots of different places involved, but ultimately using different security identity and access technologies to reduce person to object 
interactions, person-to-person -person interactions, and then retooling some of these tools and capabilities to help guide social distancing enforcement and contact tracing. That, I think, have been some of the key highlights, both in terms of getting through the past couple of years and then setting us up for success as we return to, again, some state of normalcy. Okay, it's really fascinating some of the capabilities that exist today. <laughs> That's outstanding. So you mentioned going back to the office. So if you would tell us a little bit more about some of the key technologies that have helped bring people back into the office based on your experience. And, uh, and can you give us some examples of how they were uh, used? Sure, absolutely, absolutely. So I think, again, mobile technologies have really driven things forward in this regard. And the idea here is reframing them and building them in a way that makes things a bit more touchless. So again, for example, using your mobile phone as opposed to a plastic card, uh, having to touch a physical reader, you can use a mobile device in place of a biometric fingerprint if you wanted to do that, if security personnel and protocols allow that to happen, you can do it that way. I think one other important piece of technology to mention too is visitor management software and solution. So think about you know, standard protocols as it relates to contractors or visitors coming into a busy lobby. You know, they have to come in, they have to go to the front desk, they need to provide a government ID that is scanned, they need to sit and wait for a plastic card to be printed, potentially take a picture to be placed on that card. Uh, they sit in the lobby, they wait for the person they are visiting to come and get them, and then they kind of have to find their way through. Now, I think one thing that's been cool in terms of both mobile plus visitor management software is that strides have been made to almost make a make it possible for visitors to navigate a workplace without even needing a staff lobby. So ultimately, you can set up like an iPad or other type of tablet to be a self-serve kiosk where they can essentially enter in their information who they're going to see. And there have also been fields that have been added across a variety of platforms where you can ultimately go through your COVID screening questions. So have you been in contact? Have you tested positively? There's also temperature monitoring that can be set up right next to that self-serve kiosk to make sure that you're passing any type of temperature screenings required by the facility. So I think there's a lot of cool things that have taken place in the visitor management space, again, to reduce those person-to-person -person interactions and those person-to-object touch points. Now, more future term, again, I keep harping on this idea about like using mobile applications for the workplace experience. I think that some of the technologies that have been kind of ushered in by necessity through the pandemic has opened up the idea of, okay, let's take the time to start integrating some of these technologies, whether it's mobile access, whether it's wayfinding and things of that sort to really provide that one sense of truth and that source of truth through that application. So not to beat a dead horse on that, but I think that mobile applications, visitor management software, touchless technology, and really just streamlining that experience, not just for employees, visitors, contractors, but also for the administrators of these protocols and these credentials and these experiences. I think that's really been some, some key areas that we have seen from our perspective and our customers have seen as it relates to bringing people back to the office, not just more safely, but in some ways more conveniently. Okay, cool. Matt, you've mentioned that safety and security weren't the only goals as people return to the office and that there's also been a push to create that better experience uh, in what looks to be a new type of hybrid working environment, just to pick up on that word again. So what do you mean by that and how do access control technologies play a role in, in this area? 
Yeah, great question and a really important topic as we go into 2022 and beyond. You know, I, I sometimes find it difficult to find some bright spots, silver linings, however you want to put it as it relates to the pandemic um, and especially its impact on the traditional work environment. But one thing I can say with confidence is that it has provided IT teams, facility teams, security teams, property managers, anyone who's kind of involved in this workplace experience, an opportunity to step back literally with less people in those facilities and potentially focus on what does the future hold and give them the opportunity to start scaling and building towards that. So for example, a lot of end user organizations who were waiting to upgrade their access control hardware, think their readers, their controllers, things of that sort, they may not have been able to do that because sometimes it's difficult to tear down a certain number of readers, reinstall them quickly in the middle of the night to make sure that you're not interrupting the workflow and the security uh, guidelines as it relates to a quote normal working day. But with in entire workforces out of the office and work remotely, or with a smaller or limited workforce in the office, that actually gave security teams the opportunity, the chance to go and reinstall new hardware that allows for these mobile type experiences to take place. So for example, you may have someone who has had a physical access control reader on the wall for 10, 15 years. It continues to work fine, but you're using outdated credential technologies that may be ripe with vulnerabilities and you don't have that path to mobile. Well, if you have the chance to go in and maybe your budget hasn't changed too much and you still have that funding available, well, hey, go in and have your installer put in that new hardware so you can start generating your path to mobile. Uh, and by mobile, I mean your path to mobile access. Now, once that's done, that ultimately opens the door, pun intended, for additional types of workplace enhancements. And uh, as you see developers working with various APIs that feed into uh, property management and uh, tenant experience applications, you can plug that mobile access function into that as well. And that really helps get you into that next stage of the larger workplace experience. I think another thing too, like I mentioned earlier, but just to harp on that, because I think it is so super important is that, you know, IT teams have had to use this time to prepare for the hybrid model, right? So let's say in a hypothetical, you have 50% of your workplace coming back into the office. How do you make sure the perimeter is secured? How do you make sure all of shared workstations are secured and people are retrained on how to use them? But at the same time, how do you make sure that those folks that are still working from home are able to access everything they need to from a network perspective? And then even more complicated, what if you have employees who are spending two days a week in the office three days a week back at home, right? So I think that those are some of the key things that you may have seen as it relates to a better workplace experience in terms of fortifying and making sure that everything is secure. And then as we look at the larger experience, you know, like we talked about, how do you use the time away when employees are away to build those new workplace experiences, whether it's communal areas to collaborate, reconfiguring the environment to be a bit more friendly, open, um, less stodgy, less cube farmy, so to speak. So I really think that access control technologies have played a role in, in helping to usher in this new wave of the future. But at the same time, the time that has been allowed by having less people in the office for a lot of folks, a lot of organizations have allowed them the opportunity to do some behind the scenes work to get things set up for those new workplace experiences moving into the future. Okay, excellent. Thank you. And now my, my last question, uh, Matt, is this one. Do you see these technologies further evolving 
either to address the next chapter uh, and a new, uh, more endemic stage of the health crisis, if that's the case, or to simply continue improving uh, workplace experiences? Yeah, another great question. After almost two years in the pandemic, I, I have quickly learned that making very bold declarative predictions may not be in our best interest because things are so fluid and they change so rapidly. But one thing I am confident in saying is that, yes, these technologies will continue to evolve. The example I used earlier in terms of location services being used to track assets like hospital beds now to being used, used around contact tracing and social distancing, that's a great example. I think using that example and continuing it, the pendulum will may swing back, right? As to, okay, we use this technology to help with our social distancing and contact tracing efforts, but now that we may not need that in the future, when we move into maybe more of an endemic stage, how do we use that to better maximize our facilities? How do we use that for data insights and analysis to improve larger workplace experiences? How do we better maximize rooms or areas of facilities that are not being used so often? And how do we use that to get feedback from employees to see what they want in a facility as well? So I think that they will continue to evolve. Um, I also think that one key driver around technology evolution in this space is going to be that idea of convergence. Again, People have become very accustomed to using one thing for multiple applications, namely their mobile device. That's also going to be true for the physical plastic access control card too, right? Those are going to stay around for quite some time. They need to live in harmony with mobile or digital IDs, especially based on use case. But how can you use one card to not only access the building, but to access your network or your workstation or shared workstations? How do you use that same card to potentially access the vending machine uh, and, and have that account stored on that card? Same thing for perhaps leveraging secure print. How do you, you know, print something off and then validate that as you? all using one card and not having to remember 13 different passwords for 13 different things, right? So I think the convergence in terms of the technologies that are behind both physical IDs in the form of cards, but also mobile IDs in terms of what those applications can be used for, that's going to be a key driver because pandemic or not, uh, that is the new expectation from customers. And for those in commercial real estate, their tenants and their employees will expect it. So it's going to be up to those property managers and those property owners to provide that. And I think that kind of leads me to my last point um, that I'd like to make on this. And the future of the commercial real estate industry, based on what we're hearing from customers and projects that we're working in conjunction with them on, it's all about enhancing the tenant experience. It's going to be about creating additional value, not just for the tenants and their users, but also for the landlords and property teams that are looking to deploy this type of technology. So we refer to it as a tenant experience platform, namely through the way of a mobile application. Mobile access from a tried and true access control point of view is a big piece of that, but it's one piece of a larger puzzle as it relates to all the amenities, access to different services that may be within a large uh, corporate real estate building or commercial building, and really just navigating through, yes, coming back from the pandemic, but also accepting and navigating through very high expectations and offering that value into tenants to really maximize the amount of money that can be made. Because like I said, with this hybrid work model is here to stay. And so really enticing people to come back and enjoy themselves when they do come back to the office. 
I think that's going to be the longest lasting change as we see the pandemic move away into maybe a more endemic stage. And really, as we get back to, like I said, whatever this new normal may be. Okay, that's a great way to conclude our interview. Uh, Matt, it's been great talking with you as always. And uh, I'd like to thank you again for sharing these very helpful insights with Cornet Global. Absolutely, Tim. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.